0: Hello, I'm Sophia. Welcome to season two of the I Made a Thing podcast. This project is all about helping those interested in business and in owning their own thing, in creating and doing something different and figuring out just how you can actually do that. When I wanted to do something different, I could only find American male role models. So here's something different made by Australian women featuring Australian women. Hi, everyone. I'm really excited to have Megan Pagel of Mucky and Marcha joining me today on the I Made a Thing podcast. So, I am especially honored because Megan actually is the first e-commerce business that we're featuring on the I Made a Thing podcast. So, Megan, can I get you to talk a bit more about your business and tell everyone why e-commerce and what attracted you to this style of
1: business? Um, Well, thank you so much for having me on the podcast. I'm super excited to be here. And Maki and Matcha is like a little online coffee boutique is what I like to call it because it's a little bit hard to put it into a certain category. But the main reason I actually decided to do an e-commerce business is because I'm a mum, and I've had a lot of trouble finding daycare for my daughter. And I really wanted something I could do from home that was also going to make me sort of some real money. I know there's so many sort of at home businesses, all those little things that say like, oh, you can do this from home, but it's really like not actually going to earn you a lot of money or bring you much happiness. So I thought, you know, starting my own business, that brings me a lot of just, I can use my creativity. It's something I've built. And then it also does make me some money, which is, which is nice.
0: So, you've mentioned to me that you are studying and you're also working as well and your work is pretty applicable to your business now because you've been working in hospitality and as a barista for some time what do you feel has had the most influence, I guess, on the on, on you starting your business? Has it been the study side of things because you are doing some business studies or more your work in hospitality and a barista? Where did like that, I guess, initial spark to do something around coffee come from? Um, well, I
1: think both are sort of very much hand in hand helping me like with my business because I started in hospitality quite a while ago I think my first ever hospitality job I was 16 and I didn't love it actually I didn't start out loving hospitality it was not something I actually liked until I was 19 and I moved across the country and I started a chefing apprenticeship and I just loved it. I met some really lovely people who made amazing coffee and they just taught me so much about good food and good coffee. And it was a really small cafe. I only worked with like three or four other people. And I sort of just grew my knowledge from there. And after COVID happened, the apprenticeship just didn't continue for a number of reasons. And then I just decided, well, you know what? I can study online And I realized that um, Torrens actually have a whole hospitality section in their university where you can study like a whole bunch of different hospitality-based sort of degrees. So I did that and I was like, I'm really enjoying this and I can do it at my own pace. I can do however many subjects I need at a time, whether that be full-time or just one subject. So it's all been really flexible. And then as well as like being a barista, that's been really flexible for me as well because I can work nights, I can work weekends. And both of it, it's sort of just all tied in together where I use my marketing skills that I've learned from my business degree and the knowledge I've learned from being a barista and a bartender and just put it all together and made like this e-commerce online coffee boutique.
0: Do you feel where, you're, where you live too has influenced having an online-based business? Because I think you mentioned
1: you're um, reasonably remote in WA. Yeah. So I live in regional WA in the Pilbara, which is, um, I live in Carraffa, which has a quite a large number of people, but it's not a big city. Like there's not big shopping centers or anything like that here. So a big thing here is like doing markets, like local markets where people obviously go and sell anything they've made or anything they sell. And I've seen so many of them do so well, just doing a website and then just going to local markets like once a month, which works for me really well. I'm starting, um, next, uh, this month, actually October, I'm starting this month to do my own markets as well. So I only have to technically go to work once a month just to get my name out there. And then I have my online website as well, where people can shop from. And it just makes it really good for me because it's, there's such a variety of things up here, but there's not a lot of places you can actually, necessarily rent a building like to have like an actual cafe can be quite expensive yeah Yeah. and that's why a lot of people just tend to either have like a food van or I know like a shop they're also like an e-commerce shop but they have like a van but it's not like a coffee van or a food van they just sell like actual products out of a van (laughs) which is actually very cool and it's just really inspired me as well
0: but for you, you didn't always have one idea. Like many of us, um, would be entrepreneurs or you had many ideas. So how did you actually decide, you know what, this is the idea and I'm going to go for it and I'm going to knuckle down and, and research this one.
1: Yeah, well, I definitely did have a lot of ideas because a coffee van was something really I really wanted to do as well. That was like the ultimate dream, like traveling around Australia, having a coffee van, but like having two dogs and a toddler, it's just not really viable for me right now. And my husband's working on his career as well, which just sort of requires us to stay put. And I sort of was just going through so many ideas of what I could do. And then I thought if I started an e-commerce brand, I could always expand it to be more. Like, whereas if I start a coffee van, it's kind of hard to transform it into something else. Whereas if I start with a website, I can always go and turn it into a brick and mortar store and then that will, you know, get me more sort of clients and things that way. And then a brick and mortar store can lead into a cafe and then have like the shop side and the cafe side. So I sort of just thought, you know, what's the best for me now that I can start straight away, but also I can look long-term and see what I can turn it into.
0: Yeah, totally. And sounds like that's the the right move right now. And And you sound really excited about it. And something else that you were really excited about was having a point of difference with your website. Can you tell us a little bit about why you felt the website was so important? And I guess some of the research and investment that went into your website.
1: Well, a big part for me was because I am starting. I was starting an e-commerce business. I really wanted to make sure because e-commerce is all online. So I wanted to make sure that the online platform where people would be shopping would provide the best experience and would sort of stand out from the crowd. I feel like the idea um, of the online coffee boutique is really just a great idea in itself. And the products I'm like sort of launching on my store are quite unique in terms of like how I curate them. But a big thing was that I also, like, because I'm mainly online, I just wanted to make sure the website was really sleek and professional, and it was just something I knew I wouldn't be able to pull off myself. I had all the ideas for the colors I wanted, and I knew how I wanted it to look, but trying to put that all into a website is actually very difficult if you don't know how to code. It can just be very, very complicated, and things won't work properly because you need to, like, navigate different buttons, and it's all very, very confusing once you actually get down to the nitty-gritty. And I've seen so many other businesses just use the exact same sort of layout on their website. And whilst it works, I really knew I didn't want that. I didn't want to look like every single other small online business with the same website. And because I knew my website was going to be my main thing that's going to stand out from the crowd, I decided to get a web developer to do it for me. And that was a pretty hefty cost in itself, but it was definitely so, so worth it.
0: Yeah. And your branding is really strong too. I noticed very consistent. It's so clear when you're on either your social media or your website, Hey, this is the business that is selling the coffee that I had in my mind. There's no confusion there. You know, like it's really easy to navigate and find products that you're interested in. So it sounds like it was money well spent. Now, Investing in a professional website is obviously expensive and any startup phase we know is really expensive. How did you go about actually raising the practical side of raising the money, particularly while you're still studying to start your own business?
1: Well, yeah, it it, it did cost me quite a bit of money and trying to get the money to start everything up was not easy. I will say, especially with me having a daughter, I have two dogs, I have uni, I have a lot going on and I even have a husband who works like 12 hours a day. So for almost a year, he would go to work for 12 hours. He would get home. I would hand him our daughter and I would run out the door straight to work until about nine, 10 o'clock at night depending on the sort of day we would have. Some days we would finish early if it was a really quiet night. But for the most part, that's what I did for five to six nights a week. Sometimes I'd pick up an extra day shift on Saturday or Sunday. And we did that for a long time, like as long as we could without like burning ourselves out. But it was definitely very, very difficult and it wasn't easy. But my workplace has been so great in terms of, letting me work when it suits me because they know I have so many other things going on and I try to commit as much as I possibly can to them. But at the same time, they've been really great with me when I say, look, I really need a week off. I really need some time off. I'm just doing too much and I just can't do it, which has been really good because I don't think a lot of people can find that like you either have a job that forces you to work as much as possible or a job that only gives you one shift a week. So, I've been really lucky in terms of that.
0: Yeah, yeah, 100%. We know that people are having to juggle multiple jobs at the moment just to get enough shifts to survive. So, it sounds like you, I mean, you had a great idea, but you're actually able to execute it because, as you say, you had some flexibility at least. Um, But then you had to juggle family responsibilities as well. So, well done. It's, um, I think you'll be, you'll look back on it and obviously it's very hard, but I'm sure you're already feeling like, yeah, I did it. You know, I did something, I achieved something. And I think that's something I'd really like people listening to this to, to take away that it is possible. Um, yeah, yeah, no, that's great. So having a business idea is one thing, getting the website going is another. Um, you talked to me, uh, before this chat that you spent, I think it was about seven to eight months. Was it actually researching how you wanted to execute the idea as well?
1: Yeah. So, I actually started planning my business in January. That was like sort of January of 2022. That was the month I really decided, you know what, this is the idea I want. This is what I'm going to go with. And I started with the branding, how I wanted the logo to look. That's sort of where I started because that for me is just... It just brings me so many ideas. So I started with the name, the logo, and then I just built from there and I just decided what colors I want, what products I want. And I thought about like what I wanted my brand to be. And I spent a really long time on that because I knew it was going to be something important for everyone, like in terms of like my customers, because I am a sort of what do you call it, a distributor. I am getting other products and selling them so I knew I had to be different because making your own product is definitely much different to distributing other people's products and whilst I do want to do that at some stage that is like a whole nother ball game that I just wasn't quite ready for and this was just a way for me to sort of like get my foot in the door and at least the things I'm buying I know exactly what they cost and I know how much they're going to sell for. And it was just pretty straightforward in terms of like just buying from other companies, deciding what I want my range to be, and then selling to my customers. So yeah, it just took a really long time for me to decide what I sort of wanted. And I have this whole list on my phone and it honestly, every day I just add things to it. I'm like, okay, yeah. I like this product. I'm going to add it here. I like this idea for another collection. I'll add it here. And I literally just keep adding to that list. And I'd sure refer back to that whenever I want to think of adding a new product. And I'm like, okay, I've already like written everything down that I've seen previously And I've contacted so many companies in regards to wholesale inquiries as well, because every single company has a different minimum order quantity and a different minimum spend. So you really just have to play around with it and figure out what you can afford and what also aligns with your business as well.
0: Yeah. And I'd love to talk to you a little bit more about figuring out what aligns with your business, because obviously when you first start, you can, it's hard to articulate that sometimes. And I think Small business owners really struggle to articulate. Okay, what do I actually stand for? What is my branding? How do I put that into words? how How do you how have you got your head around that so far?
1: For me, the a very easy way to do it. Well, it's not super easy, but the easiest way for me to do it is I've seen uh, like a few sort of marketing pages post about this as well. And you think of your like ideal customer. And you literally make a whole sheet and you write down. So like what this customer's name would be, what their age would be, what their interests are. And you just go around and you just pretty much make this imaginary person. And you just think exactly what are their interests going to be? Like what other stores do they like? Where do they like shopping? All those sorts of things. And that really just helps you narrow down your target market. And yeah. that is a really a good way for you to just get to know like who you want your customer to be, because that's the most important thing is not necessarily who your customers are, but it's who you want your customers to be. And then you can sort of just take that and think, okay, well, what do I want my ideal customer to like, what would they buy? And then you sort of go from there and it just gives you a really good idea. Like if you're looking from their point of view, if that's your ideal customer and then the more you're able to sort of make your brand around your ideal customer, the more of them you will attract.
0: Do you ever find yourself going, I really want this product, but I'm not not sure it's for my ideal customer or do you think you're kind of your ideal customer in some ways? So that, that doesn't really, you don't have that conflict come up.
1: No, I definitely do have that conflict come up because there is such a wide variety, especially in um, like coffee and coffee cups, different sort of teas and that sort of thing. And there definitely are products I look at and I think I'd love to stop this. And then I sort of sit back and think, well, is it, is it in line with my brand? Like, is it going to be in line with what I'm doing right now? And is it going to sort of fit in with everything else? And for some things I have sort of rethought thought it. And I'm like, I love that particular item that I want to stock, but maybe it's not quite right for everyone I'm trying to sort of appeal to.
0: And once you've kind of got products in... Obviously, the next thing is, okay, you've got to sell them. So how did you decide you wanted to go about promoting in the online space? Obviously, social media is huge, but it can be really overwhelming. So how have you been tackling the marketing and advertising side of things?
1: I have been doing, um, I obviously have been focusing a lot on social media marketing. And I do a little bit of content creation like on my personal profile. So I've had a bit of experience doing it for other brands and sort of what performs well and what doesn't. And what people sort of like to see. And a big thing for me was I hopped on like the whole TikTok trend. And at first I was like, you know what? I'm not really sure how this is going to go, how it's going to do. And some of my first customers were actually from TikTok. Like I just posted a video. I kind of remember what it was, but I just posted a particular video. And it ended up getting a few thousand views. And then people just started commenting and they were like, I've placed an order. I've placed an order. And I was just like, that is amazing just the power of what a single social media post can do that you didn't even pay for. Like something, I'm pretty sure I made a video in like 10 seconds. I just posted it and I was just like, I'll just see what happens. And that's the great thing about certain social media platforms like TikTok. It's a massive gamble, but if you just regularly post, there's just going to be that one video potentially that is going to just get your customers that you didn't even think you would ever reach in your lifetime. Like it would just, and it just gets you thousands of views. Like it just is a bit of a gamble, but it does, it does work and it is worth it. And I haven't done too much pay. I haven't done too much paid advertising because It's just not something I'm focusing on right now. Most of the advertising I'm doing is purely just from my own Instagram page and just building sort of a loyal following. And I have done a lot of posting on Facebook groups. And there's a few Facebook groups I'm in, and they have particular days. I think some of them are like Thursdays, some of them are Saturdays. And they are the particular days you want to post because they're like a showcase Saturday or like showcase Thursday or whatever they want to call them. And you pretty much can just freely advertise your brand on these pages with like 50,000 people on them. And I've even gotten sales from those as well. Like I just post, this is my brand. This is my website. These are some of the products I sell. And I just make sure I do it consistently every week. I set a reminder Thursdays, this group, Saturdays, this group. And I just get a very organic following from that, which has been great
0: hugely underrated the facebook groups um yeah i've had a couple of clients recently i'm like are you on are you posting in your community even in your local community facebook group and they're like oh i hadn't even thought of that and you're right because so many of them have like promote your business whatever insert day um monday tuesday wednesday thursday friday Uh, and you can go around all these groups and it's totally free as you say and you get amazing exposure and particularly if you're targeting groups that where your ideal customer is hanging out. I mean, it's brilliant. So yeah, TikTok. it really is. Yeah. So TikTok though. Um, so I'm a little bit older than you <laughs> and I'm going to admit it because I think there are a few listeners who like me are not yet on TikTok and we're a little bit scared. Not going to lie. Um, do you have any, I guess, just quick tips for people just starting out with TikTok, wanting to experiment, particularly in that e-commerce space?
1: Um, I think um, in terms of TikTok, I, like, didn't take to it straight away either. Like, it took me a long time to get onto TikTok. Everyone was on it before I was because it's the same thing. Like, I looked at it and I was like, I'm just not sure about this. Like, this is a bit – it's a bit daunting. It's a bit different. And I figured, like, one thing I found with TikTok is TikTok just loves – other people talking like they just love seeing people and i just looked at a few other brands that i really love who are doing really well on tiktok and i just take some inspiration from their videos and the great thing about tiktok is you don't necessarily have to be that creative with your content. Whilst it helps, there's just so many trends and everyone just hops on a trend, posts the same video with the same format, just like different photos or different genre or a different niche, but it's the exact same soundtrack, the exact same layout. Like everything's the same. It's just different people posting it. And Tons of those videos will get millions and millions of views. So you really just have to sort of keep an eye out for those like trends that are popping up and you just post a video in the same trend and it really just helps.
0: Okay. I might, I might, I might give it a go this week. (laughs) You inspired me. (laughs)
1: Yeah. It's actually pretty cool. It's a good platform. It's definitely a bit of a gamble, but once you sort of just, and even like there's so many people on there who post um, about TikTok strategies, like there's a TikTok strategist called stylist socials and she's amazing. Like, she always posts the trends that are upcoming and the, she always posts ideas for people to sort of copy her because TikTok isn't really necessarily about being that creative because everyone's literally yeah. just copying the next person. Like, you yeah. go through your, like, for you page and it's all random curated videos for you. And so, you just see the same video over and over and over again, even though it's – but, yeah, like, all those videos will still do really well if you hop on it at the right time.
0: So what's next for you in your business? Like who's inspiring you and, and what do you want to, what's your next kind of step you think that you might take with your business?
1: Well, um, I have so many ideas for the business. So I'm like <laughs> trying to take it one step at a time, but definitely <laughs> doing the markets is like my next biggest step because I think they are going to do really well. And I'm trying to make sure sh- like, I'm not trying to do too much advertising at the moment because I want to make sure I have enough stock Um, to keep on hand for those markets and that's another thing like living remotely it just means we have a very like big postage delays unfortunately yeah so it's just trying to sort of balance that all together and make sure it all is going to work perfectly but I'm yeah I'm really excited about the markets I think that's a very big thing for me and then just expanding the current ranges I've got I do have a christmas like gift box coming out which i am putting together which is very exciting so that will hopefully come at the end of october which will be like a limited edition christmas release so i'm very very excited about that but those are the main two things i'm focusing on at the moment and how do we find you uh well you can go to our website which is www.muckyandmatcha.com or we're also on instagram and facebook and tiktok as mucky and matcha with like a full full stop in between the mucky and dot matcha.
0: And before we kind of wrap up today, can you tell us a bit more about the business name?
1: Um, yeah. So mucky and matcha, actually, there's a few reasons I picked it. So maki is short for macchiato, which is my favorite type of coffee. And then matcha is obviously the green tea powder that everyone sees around, which is also really great. And I wanted it to showcase that it wasn't just going to be coffee related. I wanted it to be coffee, tea, hot chocolate, sort of just encompass all of those different sort of types of drinks. And I just wanted to help people learn how to make them at home. So that's sort of why I picked it. And the other thing is um, it's both of the words start with M And it just so happens that my name is Megan, my husband's name is Michael, and we named our daughter Marigold. So, absolutely everything in our life starts with M and we just had to keep rolling with it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You had to. There's no other option, I think, at that point. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no. (laughs) Well, look, thank you so very much for being the first e-commerce brand on the I Made a Thing podcast. And I'm sure we'll get you back again to see how things are going with the business and maybe share some more TikTok tips with us or whatever the latest (laughs) social media trend is. Um, But otherwise, thank you so much, Megan, for joining us. And I think people will have got a lot out of today's
1: conversation and yeah, we'll we'll talk to you again soon. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for having me on. It's been so great like talking about my business and I'm just so excited to share it with people because I'm just very proud of what I've accomplished so far.
0: Over on the I made a thing you can find out more about the guests that we have on the show, get links to different resources that we might use and access any show notes that are available. You can also follow us over on Instagram at I Made a thing podcast or one word. If you're loving the I Made a Thing podcast, make sure you follow along in your podcast app, give us a rating or review and tell your friends and family so we can spread the word.